Welcome to Box 39's Red Button, and I'm Bill Lawrence, and I'm very, very pleased to say we are live here in this studio at Colm Radio. First time live for over a year because of recent events, so it's wonderful to be back, and I'm here with two guests tonight. I'm here with Caprice Du and Natalie Eldred, and they're going to talk with me tonight. So, Caprice, Welcome. Lovely to see you again. Hello, it's good to be out of the house. It is, isn't it? It's a, it's a rare treat these days, <laughs> isn't it? And uh, if you were lucky, you came here via the pubs, which I believe are open now, is that right? It was nice. It was <laughs> cold, though. Well, it's nice and warm in here, and we're going to warm up everyone at home with some great later evening conversation and music, which has been chosen by Natalie. So, hello, Natalie. Oh, hello. And thank you very much for choosing the music, and I'll be speaking to you about that later on. Yeah, it was great fun choosing it. Thank you. It is a good exercise, isn't it? There's always more bits that you really want to include. Okay then, so Capri, what are we going to talk about? Today we are going to talk about single parenting. Well, mums who single parent. Right. Is that relevant to both of you or one of you? Yeah, so I invited Nat on the show because she's a dear friend of mine. She's a local artist. She's a founding member of the local print works, which people might know. And she's a special needs teacher. And we've got a few things in common. Good looks, charm, gift of the gab. Uh, okay, Gapreet, I've left that bit in. That was the deal. Um, but we're also both single mums of boys, and our boys are actually in... Well, she has two boys, I have one, but they're in the same class at secondary. So we're hoping they're not going to hear this. No, they <laughs> we don't know what radio is. <laughs> Definitely not. Clue. Definitely not. Okay, so uh, before we go into your chat, though, you chose the music, Natalie, and you chose a piece of music for us which we played, which was uh, by Sunflower, and uh, is it called Post Malone? Oh, it's, it's by Post Malone, oh, well, Sunflower. Oh, right, apparently. okay, shows what I know. <laughs> Why did you choose that? Well, I chose that because I we're talking about parenting, and my children actually have introduced me to that song and the associated kind of Marvel films that go with it, and it's something that my boys like to play in the car, and I really enjoy it myself. And one of those things that I didn't think I would, you know, my children be introducing me to music rather than the other way around. It's quite a nice thing. It's nice to have music in your car that you like as well as your children. That can, can be a source of stress. I, I seem to remember. Yes. I rarely, I rarely travel in the car with my children now. But uh, as long, once we get over the sort of little children's uh, songs, it's nice, isn't it? Yeah. Well, there's another song that I choose later, which refers to that exact thing happening. Okay. So I think both of you need to start off by just explaining, as a single parents, what's your backstory. Mm, well, I became a single parent about three years ago when I broke up with my partner. Um, sadly, he has some health issues, so I actually now do all of the parenting and don't get a break. And that was quite tough going into lockdown, having to suddenly be on my own 24-7 mm. without any support. And yeah, that's been kind of my situation. But as we'll probably uncover today lockdown was probably actually a really good thing for me in terms of that and coming to terms with it okay well for me i'm lucky that lockdown wasn't didn't mean that i didn't have to i didn't get i carried on sharing parenting with my ex-partner i've actually been a single parent for about 10 years now so my children were quite young when we separated and 
Um, in fact, they were only two, I think, and three and a half, which was really quite tough. So young, they, yeah. They just started sleeping through the night, and then I sort of moved house and moved them into a new house, which they were convinced was just a holiday home for a while. And then they'd say, <laughs> "When are we going home, Mum?" And I said, "Oh." But, they, but you know, they've always seen that. Continue to see their dad, and that is something that's different with me, Capri. Is I still have, you know, the odd weekend where I have. To, my, to myself which blessed is. moments of peace yeah and I have to try really hard just not to spend the entire weekend picking up socks and pants and doing the washing up don't you things. dare <laughs> yeah. so what do you think then that do you think having been a single mum a lot longer than me and having because I, I went through the young years in, as, as part of a, you know being in a relationship do you think it was easier is it easier now that they're uh, teens or easier when they were younger? Definitely. For me, it was definitely, it's definitely easier now. It was really hard. I would think it's really hard work when they're young. Really? And there wasn't a big age gap between my two children as well. And I, I mean, I tried to be lighthearted about it. So they were complete demons. They were just, when they were toddlers, they were running around like, I can't remember them doing, this is really um, kind of harsh, but I say, I can't remember them doing anything particularly willingly you know it was always a struggle and I can remember trying to put sun cream on my children for example you know you couldn't wash, wash their face they wouldn't they wouldn't didn't want to have their nappies changed but when it was time to put sun cream on I'd have to quickly take them by surprise and dump a big load on <laughs> and when they didn't know and they'd go oh no I don't want that and I'd have to um, then say oh, okay okay I'll wipe it off then I'd have to chase them around and I would pretend to wipe it off but really I'd be rubbing it in <laughs> and they like me telling them that, that story now so I mean it was really hard work yeah you can't go anywhere without having to you know you have to tie their shoes you have to wash the floor you have to wash the tables down you have to take their shoes on and off and take, put their clothes on and off and every time you're going to go out the door you've got to do thousands of things mm. um, so I think it was really hard work as kids uh, and now they can do um, very young kids now, <laughs> now they, they can, can do put things. their own clothes on they can put their own clothes on and they can yeah, put their own shoes on it's great is there anything else about them being older that you enjoy now yes the fact they have these other um stories to tell me not Mm. everything that they 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 know things that i haven't told them you know they have this world they go to school they come back and they say this happened at school today or so-and-so said this or i've learned this i've seen this thing on youtube you know and they share stuff with me and they have um their own lives so i lo- i like that i enjoy that it's like that comedian isn't it that we were talking Cindy about v. the other day yeah, Cindy v. yeah. What, what, she basically does a little stand-up where she says i hate hanging out with my young kids they're so boring yes they don't know anything yes. that i don't know that's right it's like <laughs> you know you go along and you say look there's a duck duck yes duck duck and you yeah. just say you know you know that perfectly well yeah yeah. it's interesting because for me I actually really struggled with him becoming a teenager I think I've come to terms with it now but I definitely like no matter how much you know it's coming Mm -hmm. it's a very different thing to experience them actually turn into Mm. Kevin overnight (laughs) I mean I was really shocked at my own reaction to it I was really upset by it I didn't understand why you didn't want to hang out with me anymore. Like, it just really... And I think because there's just two of us and it's been locked down, it's quite intense. It is intense. And it happens very suddenly. I mean, I think... I don't know if it's just a boy thing or... But they seem to sort of be little tiny children and then suddenly, within a few weeks, they're like... Yeah. Growing hugely and their voice has changed and they just sound different. Yeah, totally. Okay, well, uh, I'll just break in there because we're going to listen to your second piece of music now. It's a song called Youth, is that right? By Daughter? That's correct, yeah. Okay, well tell us a little bit about that. I really like um, the music of Daughter. I don't know, I can't remember how I discovered it even, but I love it, but it's a bit morose. It's a little bit miserable sometimes. So sometimes I, I mean, I love it, but I have to sometimes turn it off and listen to something more jaunty, but I just want to share how much I enjoy it. And if you're still breathing, you're the lucky ones. Cause most of us are heaving through corrupted lungs Setting fire to our insides for fun Collecting names of the lovers that went wrong The lovers that went wrong One day we'll reveal the truth 
Evening Conversation Show. With special guests this week, Gapreet Sidhu and Natalie Eldred. Yes, indeed, this is Red Button, Box 39's Later Evening Conversation Show. I'm Bill Lawrence, I'm here in the studio with Gapreet and Natalie, and uh, they're talking about being single mums. So, Nat... Tell us some of the negatives of being a single parent. Well, I guess you could go on for a long time. There's (laughs) there's lots of things. But um, I suppose the main thing, I sometimes feel overwhelmed by all the jobs there are to do. Because (laughs) you have to do that, you know, you have to do the cut the grass and mend the wall if it, you know, put the pictures up. Or source someone to do that for you. Yes, that's true. I'm quite handy. I like to do a bit of (laughs) DIY and things. But, you know, you do that and you do the cooking and the shopping and the putting things away. And then you try and get your boys or your children roped into doing it. So there's a lot to do. And and times I feel overwhelmed. And if I ever sort of complain about this, I've got so many things to do. Sometimes I think my boys, they say, well, yes, but, you know, if you were still with dad you'd have him to help you know it's your fault <laughs> um so they want don't want to be roped into doing things and i sometimes worry that they have they feel like they have to look after me because they can be very um empathetic my my two my sons mm-hmm. and i worry that they might have feel they have to look after me too much so um i don't want them to do that i want them to still have fun and you know i think that's a good thing i guess so we need to it's, raise them to be nice to be nice boys. to women yeah 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 and their partners in general Um, yeah I know what you mean though it is hard when you've got no one to take the slack when you hit your limit definitely and you're exhausted Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. tough I mean I've learned that alcohol helps (laughs) (laughs) I just wouldn't do anything at all I think Wow, yeah. I mean, depending on the week you come around my house, you can tell how how on top of things I am by the state of my plants. Ah, yes. (laughs) Your plants. I know your plants. Um, But actually, one of the things that I find quite tough as well is like, you know, all the little things that happen, the good things. Maybe Mm. it's different for you because you're Mm co-parenting. But I really remember loving sort of analyzing all the little changes and developmental things that happen along the way Mm. and yeah having to kind of not really have someone to just share those moments with I find quite tough I think that sounds really tough I mean I am lucky because I do have a very good relationship with my ex-partner my ex-husband in fact it wasn't just (laughs) and we do chat very regularly Mm -hmm. and that's one of the things that we can you know whatever our differences might be elsewhere one of the things we can continue to chat about is what the boys do what they say and the funny things they come out with and stuff so I think if I didn't have that I mean I've got family I want my mum and dad and that kind of thing but if I didn't have that I would really find that tough Mm. so how do you cope with that what do you do I've kind of got used to it I think Mm. it's just like with anything it's an adjustment I mean I can speak to his father Mm. um it's just not that often Mm -hmm. and he's not really seeing him that much so he's not able to really kind of comment on it I mean my mum is 
on the phone all the time wants to know everything so you know i could be on the phone to her quite regularly Mm -hmm. um but yeah sometimes you want to just in the moment you know sort of share that sort of stuff um yeah i think also like not having someone to bounce off with the tricky stuff you know when you're just because you do there's so many situations where you don't know how to handle it things come up and you think oh yeah yeah you find yourself that. shouting and then you're oh. like <laughs> I normally just apologise to the right boys later <laughs> I said I was really sorry I was so grumpy you know I'm just having a hard time right now or something do they forgive you when you yeah, say that they're really good about it actually he does too they're really forgiving yeah they just go oh alright and I think and that's one of the things that, like I said earlier about them growing up they, I've noticed the maturity you know they, they do seem to I mean obviously not adults but they seem to understand and comprehend things a bit you know that bit more puberty really does change their brain as well as their body i think i have two books on this at the moment as i try and grapple with <laughs> that's my way of solving any situation i find tricky by the book yeah yeah and uh, study the book and see what happens um something i find tricky and i'm gonna say it on radio because i know that possibly my friends will hear this i've left that bit in <laughs> is uh, holidays ah I have to say, I find the idea of going on holiday quite tricky because it's different when you're in a family unit and you're planning a holiday mm. and you've got another adult to get drunk with, to have fun with. It's not that it's families going together as well, isn't it? Like couples and their children going with other couples and their children. Yeah. And then the children have other children to play with. And yeah. then you can just spend time talking to the adults. Exactly. If you go on holiday as your own as a single parent, oh, it's so just you and the kids, which is the same as you at home. It's a waste of money. I mean, no one wants to do that. I'd rather be at home watching TV. Yeah. Well, at home you've got everything you need. Yeah. Probably Xboxes, really, and things like that. Exactly. But, But, yeah, but it'd be nice to go away with friends, you know. But, yeah, you don't always get invited as a single parent. I'm not sure why. So anyone out there who hasn't invited a single parent friend on holiday. Or even just over in the garden to play. Or just cook them a meal because they have to cook every single day. (laughs) Every single day. Every day. Yes. Without fail. Yeah. Give them a hand. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, that's it. Um, My children enjoy holidays, though. We have been on a few holidays. And some of them, I mean, back when our early days, when they were still young, my mum would save up those tickets you get in in a certain newspaper that I don't like to mention. Uh Um, And you'd save them up and and we'd go on trips to like Pontins or Butlins, not Butlins, Pontins, really. And um, I'd go with my mum. And the boys remember that kind of thing. And we had a couple of caravan trips to various places and they, it really sticks in their mind so I think it is quite important to get away and with them yeah if you can't always you know it's always helpful to have someone else with you it is my Not, mom, yeah my mum cooks which really gives me a break yeah that's yeah you've got your mum living nearby as well that's why lockdown's been difficult actually because she's not been able to visit she's not been able to come to your cleaning for you you're ironing going home to a meal sometimes she'll cook like she'll always cook something simple like you know bangers and mash something Ooh. kind of really nice and heartwarming and kind of yeah hearty and with peas or something and I come home from work and it, until I've cooked and that's like oh fantastic yeah my mum and dad are very angry with me for living so far away three and a half hours away yeah because they would literally be here all the time otherwise I think so but my mum does think she lives an hour away and she does think that's a very long way away yeah it's tricky because I can't complain too much to my parents about how hard it is because then they just complain back that I chose to live far away from them oh that's always a classic one Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna break in here again and uh, ask you now for about your next piece of music because it's uh, it, terrific. I really enjoyed sourcing this piece of music. It's by a gentleman called Roy Bailey, mm. and an unusual name. I think it's referring to a person, isn't he? Dillard Chancellor. Dillard Chandler. I, you know what? I don't Chandler. actually know where it comes from, but I, th- I thought it might be some sort of job, some sort of I don't know why, <laughs> some kind of like people. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. So why have you chosen this? Well, I really love folk music. It's the kind of thing you don't bring up in um, casual conversation very often, but I'm really interested in traditional English folk music. I think I started off with kind of Irish folk, but I love this. So, And this is a lovely song that's kind of got a very humorous, light-hearted take on a quite serious subject. I got up this morning, put my shoes on wrong 
Just thinking about my short time here and my long time gone. I tried to farm the hillside, could not make it pay. Rain came down the mountain and washed the farm away. Oh, there's nothing to do but sit down and sing and rock about my Sarah Jane. I don't have a mailbox, never felt the need. I don't get many letters, I never learned to read. I used to go courting, that was a long way back. I have since decided there isn't much in that. Oh, there's nothing to do but sit down and sing and rock about my Sarah Jane. My father was a singer, he used to sing so loud You could hear him for a mile, but you can't hear him now There's times I go out drinking and get to worrying When I've got something on my mind, something makes me sing Oh, there's nothing to do but sit down and sing And rock about my Sarah Jane Sometimes I get the feeling I'm sort of like that song My good times are all over All my good times past and gone There's no use in crying So I'm not gonna cry I'll just keep on living Until the day I die Oh, there's nothing to do But sit down and sing And rock about my Sarah Jane This morning, put my shoes on wrong Just thinking about my short time here And my long time gone These are my onions One Thing or Another by John Deere Mother Russia by W. Father and Son by David Price. Colourful Personality by Phil Bose. Original short stories written by our listeners here in our community. The Plant Eaters by Tony Pears. Angels by Yvonne P. Nick with Rowan by Steve Gale. The Merry Gale. Men by Ian Sayers. And there's a whole big bag of my onions blended with gorgeous music every Tuesday evening at 8 and Sunday evening at 10 here on 106.6 FM Colm Radio. Promenade Hotel by Adrian Dill. The Kraken Awakes by Paul Hooper. By Pamela Ennis. Bill's Big Bag of Onions. Innovative voices, original stories, and tasty music.
You're listening to Red Button. And indeed you are, and I'm Bill Lawrence, and you're very, very welcome to the show. And on Red Button tonight, we've got Gaprit and Nat, Natalie, and we're here talking about being a single parent. And we heard some, perhaps, some of the negatives of being a single parent in the last conversation. Can you give us some positives? Oh, I don't know. (laughs) There's got to be some somewhere. We can dig deep. We can dig deep. Um... Yeah, I think for me, you know, although I was saying it was a negative earlier, not having someone to kind of release the pressure valve when you get overwhelmed has caused me to learn to look after myself better. Like, I just don't allow myself get to the point where I'm run ragged anymore, which I did when I was in a relationship because there was someone there to catch you and step in. And now if I'm getting tired, I just take some time off but that's also because he's older now he's 13 so he doesn't want to hang out with me anyway so he's quite happy if I take myself off for the day yeah it gets easier doesn't it to take some time out when you can go for a cycle ride or go for a run or whatever I can remember that happening and I don't do actually running very much I'm just or watch a box set and yeah, or watch a box set and eat ice cream <laughs> but you can do it and they, they aren't you know they don't in fact I just struggle they don't to say, care come on watch this thing with me and they oh do we have to <laughs> so it can be a bit difficult so it's easier yeah it may be too. and it, also you know that if you aren't feeling great there isn't any you know you've, you've got to kind of deal with it I suppose especially yeah which so, is good though because overall I'd say in my life now I'm much better at just taking breaks when I need in general you know I think my work my work life balance Mm. everything in regards to that has definitely improved just through Mm. having to learn that skill in terms of parenting and not let myself get that's a good thing to model to them to your children as well yeah it's part of the job of being a parent isn't it I suppose definitely being a complete uh, workaholic so they think that they have to be the same thing yeah totally I I do think I mean one of the things I think I benefit from is perhaps even having a slightly closer relationship with them Mm -hmm. because you don't have that time that you spend chatting to your partner to your partner or your husband or something so you just you know you you spend it chatting to them when you're sitting around the dinner table eating dinner at night you know you're not you're you're chatting directly to them yeah and you're seeing their relationship well i've got two children so i get to see their relationship as well with each other Mm perhaps in a closer focus than you might if you were spending all of it sort of catching up with the day's activities with your husband yeah i don't know Definitely. I mean, another positive is you don't have a partner to look after on top of the kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't get. You can't get angry with. It. If you find a mug lying around, you know you think, "That's why is that mug there with this mouldy bit of coffee in it or something?" And you think, "Oh yeah, I left that there a few <laughs> weeks ago or something." You can't blame anyone else for it. Yeah. So there's a. So the good side of that is that you know if you want to go to bed, um, you want to watch a film till late and go to bed, leaving all the washing up on the side, you can do it. There's no one else that's going to get really annoyed by that. No, I mean my ex had OCD, so you know there was it was everything had to be in place at the end of the day, mm. which is so exhausting. I mean we don't yeah. wash up for days sometimes. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah. We're happy. You always have to. Oh, there was the other thing as well. I remember, like when they were young, and you could always end up sort of saying, "Wow, I woke up twice in the night. I only had <laughs> ten minutes sleep. You had fifteen minutes more sleep than me." And you could have arguments about how hard you'd work looking after the children. You know, I've changed twelve nappies, or you know, whatever. And, the, uh, the parenting Olympics. Yeah, <laughs> and getting sort of you know, I need point more scoring. Mm. Yeah, God, the point scoring. Um, to do any of that, really. I mean, some people sort of think you're a superhero when you're a single parent. I quite like that. I've still got to meet those people. Well, I think you're a superhero. You've got two kids. I've got one. So, but also, I guess, on the other side of that is there's a stigma, isn't there, to being a single parent, you know? Maybe, maybe. I just realised, if I just butt in, I forgot to ask you about why you chose that wonderful bit of music from Nirvana, Come As You Are. I forgot to ask you that. Can oh, I ask yeah. you that now? Yeah, why, you can, why did you, can you choose that piece of wonderful music, oh, Nirvana, Come As You Are? Am I allowed two reasons? There were, Go on. There's two reasons. I'll do two quick reasons. There, one was because it was a song that I first heard when I went to university. So I associated it with my uh, youth. And my son is learning to play it on the guitar. So that's lovely. And he's never heard it. He didn't, you know, I've had to keep playing it to him. So he doesn't have the same association. It brings a new association to it into my life. But we're now going to hear your fifth piece of music from Laura Marling 
all my rage. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's that all about? Well, why, goes, why do you want that? That goes back a bit to the thing you spoke about earlier, which is in, I remember listening to nursery rhymes in the car when I was driving my children around and getting really eventually fed up with it. And I started playing Laura Marling because I really like her. And of course, sometimes she swears and says rude words. And I thought, am I a terrible parent because I'm playing rude words, you know, music with rude words in it to my, with my kids in the car? children left my son of all of them he's the only one who did not mean that much to me i tip my cup to the raging sea cover me up i'm pale as night with a mind so dark and skin so white is this the devil having fun tip my cup to the raging sun now With its unique and distinctive blend of music, chat, guests, humour. What's your favourite island, Dean? Ozzy. Ozzy Island. That's nice, isn't it? Nice and small. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I used to walk past it. My favourite's Love Island. Box 39. Thursdays at 8pm on Cole Radio.
You're listening to Red Button, the later evening conversation show. With special guests this week, Gapreet Sidhu and Natalie Eldred. Yes, indeed, I'm Bill Lawrence, and you are listening to Box 39 Red Button. And I'm here with Capri and Natalie, and they are discussing single parenthood. So we've been through the negatives, we've been through the positives. What's next? Dating. Ah. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, tell us about dating, Nat. Yeah, I have... I have done a bit of dating, yes. Um, and the very first person I met was actually really quite nice. I thought, I'm doing quite well for the first time I've ever done the online dating. Just um, for listeners out there, it's called beginner's luck. Oh, right. <laughs> Everyone has that with dating. And then it goes downhill. Anyway, sorry. Well, yes. I mean, the thing is, is um, I uh, once I actually saw, he was very neat and tidy. His house was immaculate, like a military precision, you know, everything in place. I think he was actually ex-military. And I thought, I guess I had toddlers at the time. And I just thought... Can you imagine bringing toddlers <laughs> into that environment? He, he didn't have children himself, um, so that was a big factor. I thought, oh God, he would—he wouldn't have a—he wouldn't be able to cope. So you have a rule, don't you, that you only want to date people who have children? Pretty much, yeah. I think so. I think you know you have to—you can fill out the profile, can't you, and say what you yeah. like? Yeah. And I think, yeah, I've pretty much put they have to have had—they have to have, you know, be be, be be parents. Yeah. I think that's an important factor. Whereas I prefer them not to be, so when I'm with them, I can forget that I am a parent. Mm, true. Who's <laughs> <laughs> that? And an element of escapism. I mean, I'm a bit worried that, you know, now our boys are getting on a bit, mm. that they might come across our dating profiles. Uh, I have to admit that I don't have a live dating profile at the moment, but that would be a nightmare. Wouldn't, wouldn't it? it? It would be terrible. Imagine it's- if they came home and were like, a friend had seen it. I'm not even allowed to say hello to my friend, to my son's friends. If we go past in the street and he sees them, uh, and I say, "Hi, mum, why did you do that?" Can you imagine if they saw something about you online? Oh yeah, I mean the idea as well of bringing somebody into your household bubble. Now that I have found a sense of harmony mm. in being a single parent, mm. it would be weird. It would just be weird to bring somebody else in. Yeah, I can't imagine in a way because I've never had a relationship since my marriage that's really been significant enough or long enough that's warranted me sort of saying oh hello this is my partner um but i can't imagine it yeah you get into you know what i was saying about the, having that close relationship um and i can't i suppose that at some point if you get really close to somebody new they start to have a role in parenting your children and that must be quite um you know when you have to parent theirs or you have to get used to their children what if you don't like their children oh yeah I don't know what that might be like you know yeah the whole blended family it's thing bit, again it might be easier now they now they're older I mean they they could they could just say I don't really like them I don't want to hang out with them or whatever yeah it is tough though isn't it I mean even I mean with lockdown as well it's not been the best oh, time no. to date no no, it's a, not. Well, I haven't even tried, but yes. <laughs> I haven't either, actually. I gave mm. up on it. But also, something you were saying to me about energy levels, like, because we have our children with us most of the time. Yes, yeah. Any free time we get. Yes. You know. I have to do a certain amount. When my children go to their dads on normally a Friday, or, you know, every other Friday or something, then there's a time of, I just sort of, you know, just blob out. And don't <laughs> think and watch telly, watch mindless telly. And I, it's a kind of a calming down thing. And then I, then I have some more energy to sort of face doing other things. And I think, then I suddenly think to myself, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reinvent the entire house. I'm going to, you know, move furniture around and things. And then you realise that they're coming home about 10 minutes later. It's like <laughs> the, whole, the weekend's gone really fast. And then so, you've just got a massive to-do list left from your bit of time off. Yeah, or you go and you go out and you have fun. And then, you know, just, so when do you fit in having a relationship? If, in, if, you know, and my experience as well is that often if you date, you don't, men and they maybe don't have the children as often as you mm-hmm. so you they're more available yeah and yeah I'm, I'm quite jealous about my time I quite like a bit of time on my own I need that time to come I'm very much an introverted person so I need to come have some time without anyone talking to anybody or on the yeah. phone or anyone talking to me and then um yeah so it's it doesn't leave a lot of time I've just realized that we've missed out on a really good opportunity here what's that we're on the radio <laughs> we're single 
<laughs> we could be putting out an advert right now for what we're looking for. Well, you for. did start with the advert, how charming and good looking you were. <laughs> you did mention... But we've ended up just sounding like you know blobs who have no interest in I spend I sound like I spend all my time clearing up my children's socks from under the sofa and things I yeah. do actually do other things I do <laughs> I think we've maybe yeah messed this one up do you think yeah mm. it's difficult on radio though isn't it <laughs> I have to say my, my children uh, actively encourage me today do they they do now, but they've grown up and left home. They don't really care. I think, I think that they think that uh, if I found a, a partner, that would be someone that could look after me in my old age and they wouldn't have to, you know. Yeah, you might yeah. not call them as often. Nor yeah. ever. <laughs> you can see straight through that one. Yeah, I saw that. So. No, I'm sure it's entirely just for your well-being and things. <laughs> now, we're going to play your uh, penultimate piece of music, which is by Faithless, Crazy English Summer. What's all that about now? I used to live in Bristol in many moons ago when I before I had children I spent about the best part of my 20s living in Bristol so and I saw them live a couple of times and just fantastic band so this reminds me of that Fields of fire that pass the train The sky is victorious but here comes the rain Friday is taking me home again And I'm nothing but you To Red Button, live on Cone Radio, 106.6 FM. So this is Red Button uh, from Box 39, and indeed you are listening to it here on Cone Radio, 106.6 FM, and I'm Bill Lawrence, and we're winding our way through uh, a chat about single parenthood with Nat and Gapreet. And they talked about dating there. Uh, what are we going to talk about next? Well, I thought it'd be nice to just sort of have a bit of a reflection of what our views were of parenting before we became parents and how that compares with now being single parents, which most people don't, you know, don't envisage or imagine that they'll be a single parent one day. You don't dream of being a single parent. No, <laughs> you don't. No. It happens to you. Um, so, yeah, what do you think, that Did you... What were your expectations? I, well, this is interesting because when you asked me this, I'd think about it. And I, my parents didn't have a very fun, very great marriage. So I grew up pretty much um, allergic to marriages and weddings. And I sort of watched people get married when I went invited and think, what are they doing? Why are they doing that? 
And so I associated with, you know, parenting the same thing. I didn't really, I didn't really think about it. I didn't anticipate being a parent and I didn't really think I wanted to do that. I definitely wanted a dog far more than wanted children. <laughs> My children know this. I talk about it. I say that, you know, but um, yeah. Like I have said, a joke actually. Yeah. That's like when people are like, oh, the dog's so cute. Or I'm just like, yeah, if I'd had the dog first, I wouldn't have bothered with the kid. <laughs> yeah. People say that about their first ball or their second one, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. And no, I did have a dog first as well. And I was very... And you, and you I, still had the kids? And I still had the children. Um, and actually, when the children came along, you know, the dog took a massive second place. Everyone says that's what happened, and it, it did. You know, the children become the main focus. And the, and the relationship I have with them now, you know even if I didn't particularly fantasise about having children, it's so fantastic. It's, they're, they're completely unique. The older, they, as I said about before, the older they get, the more complex their personalities get and the more interesting they are as people, I think. And um, So, yeah, I couldn't imagine not having them, you know. Yeah, well, sometimes enjoying. I do. I imagine going off into the sunset and, a, you know, sit on a beach and think, oh, it'd be great. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't well, like Soon we imagine. can do that. Soon we can leave them. Yeah. Can we leave them at 16? <laughs> they could all look after each other. This is true. Yeah. No, they'll well, they, just have a massive party or something. Actually, my son fine. probably wouldn't. He'd still be up in his room doing his gaming. He wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't have a party at all. But they'd love us. Yeah. I went on a holiday when my children were about 14, 16, 17. They live with their mums, but I said, you can use my house if you want. And they definitely had a massive party, although they denied it. <laughs> there was evidence I don't think my boys would be very good at clearing up I think there would be just too much evidence yeah, <laughs> yeah. you'd know yeah. for me I mean I actually really really fantasised about being a mum I had such a strong maternal instinct it was very powerful from like the age of nine so that's so it, different that's so different oh, it was crazy the hormones were crazy for me mm. as a teen I just I mean it's so good that my parents were actually quite strict Indian they weren't strict but you know culturally they didn't really want me going out mm. you know they wanted me to stay at home and and it's a good thing they did because my maternal instinct was so strong I'd have probably got pregnant at 13 <laughs> and did you like having dolls you know people always buy you dolls as a child and I was I loved them I, can... I just and I hated giving anyone's baby back I yes. used to really I used to try you and steal people's babies that's quite <laughs> I mean family members not like random people not in people the in the supermarket no. but I love yeah so it was massive for me so no, I, I, used think... to, I used to hide my dolls underneath you know in the back of the cupboard or something and I just have teddy bears and animals uh, you know anything that's fluffy and hairy was nice but nothing that had pink you know and it was plasticky and that's so funny like... if we literally did a graph of mm. like oh maternal instincts mm. there would be the exact opposite because I've gone from baby baby to now to furry things it's all yes, about furry pets I still like furry things uh, you know animals yeah but I um, I I like babies now I quite like babies now. I'm glad I don't have one I mean when I see other people's babies I never used to be interested at all before I became a mum mm. but now I am a mum I think oh that's really cute that's lovely you know I'd quite like to give them a cuddle but I'd very much yeah, like to give them back as well yeah that's not the same for me yeah it's weird but well do you know we're, we're going to be beaten for time you'll have to come back and talk some more <laughs> that'd be great but thank you so much for coming in today it's been uh, it's been really good really enjoyable and uh, uh, I've loved the conversation so it's been really wonderful and the music as well and oh, we've still got you. one more piece of music to go so this last piece of music you've chosen is by Massive Attack Mm-hmm. And it's called Teardrop. What's the story behind that? Why is this on your list? Oh, it goes back to Bristol. I mean, Massive Attack being from Bristol, and I lived, yes, I lived there before when I before I had children, and it was just such a big thing. Even a friend of mine cleaned at the the hat the flat below Massive Attack, so it was like a famous thing. They were just well known.
Red Button is a Guppy production for Colne Radio and is committed to a varied, equitable and truly inclusive output that properly reflects the ethnic diversity of our community audience. Red Button.